you know, I think the goal was clear for us. Um, we've fallen short of it. We're pretty disappointed with it. It's been a roller coaster of a year, um, but the most important thing, we all stuck together. We're a hungry football club, and we're a hungry football team. And we want to figure, we want to figure at this end of the season more often to give ourselves that chance. Welcome to the final Blue Pod for the 2023 season. Ripper intro, Maddie. I'm joined by Matt Duffy, my co-host. I'm Tess Hampton. Maddie, I don't know how to feel. It's deflating, but it's an amazing season. We are a hungry football club now, aren't we? <laughs> yeah, the I guess the goals have changed now. I was going to say, and we'll get into all of this, but this time last year you and I sat in front of the mics. We had to take a week before we could emotionally record after that devastating end to the season. This year we're disappointed because we just missed out on the grand final. As far as disappointments go, it's a much better one to have and it just shows how um, high the standards of how much the standards have list, lifted this season that we're not just dying to make it into the eight, we're disappointed we didn't make the granny and take home the flag. Yeah, it's it's uh, it goes to show how your your goals are always being reevaluated. I mean, this season was an extreme example of uh, hoping to make finals to looking like we're bottom four to sacking the coach in finals to glimmer of hope of top four to thinking we might make the granny and then possibly win the granny. It was all it was from one one into the other this season, and uh, but it was fun. It was a good year. It really was the uh, all sorts of extremes. You know, the, uh, this time last week we were registering for our grand final tickets. And it is the hope that kills you. The vision was there of the dream matchup in the granny against the arch rival, but it wasn't to be. Today's our last pod for the year. We thought we'd jump on and do a wrap, but we'll do it a little differently to usual. Um, we always break it down to four quarters, so of course we will do that again. But this episode, uh, we'll recap the match against the Lions in the first quarter, and we won't spend any more time than that on it because who wants to? In the <laughs> second quarter, we're going to talk about the players, but we're going to talk about their seasons and give them all just a quick Pass or fail. Third quarter I'm looking forward to, Maddie. Um, could anyone have seen this season coming? Well, perhaps uh, <laughs> we're going to revisit the predictions that you and I made at the start of the year, and I've had to listen back, and uh, it's going to be interesting to to see what we predicted and what actually came to eventuate. And in the fourth quarter we'll open our mailbag. Before we dive in, I did want to just say not only has Carlton had a uh, you know, groundbreaking year, so has the Blue Pod, and I <laughs> suspect the two are slightly related, um, but we're very grateful to the listeners and we want to say thank you for tuning in each week. We've had a big jump in our listeners, lots of people coming up to us now telling us that they're listeners and that's the best way we grow by people telling other people about it. Um, so thank you all for listening and we hope that you have hit subscribe wherever you're listening, because when we drop our next pod, which won't be for some time now, uh, sometime in the preseason next year, we want you to make sure you're notified so you can be on the bandwagon again. So, Maddie, any any shout-out to our listeners from you? <laughs> oh, no one in particular, but just like you said, in a general, just uh, thanks to everyone. Um, we do this because, obviously, we love Carlton and, and we really enjoy our football, and we just thought it would be nice to have a pod out there that we would enjoy listening to. We're just trying to provide what we thought would have been nice to have, and uh, it's a bit yeah. cliche, but we get no reward for it. The reward we get is other people telling us they enjoy it. So that's uh, that's yeah. what makes it all worthwhile. Hey, there is no better reward. Maddie and I, when we get nice comments on the socials, the Pod on Instagram, the Pod on Twitter, or when we get a nice review, we send them to each other and it, it seriously makes our day. So thank you, everyone, for tuning in. Without further ado and without more niceties, let's get into the first quarter. All right. Sadly, 
Carlton went down to the Lions at the Fortress Gabba. We were 9-9-63, defeated by the Lions, 11-13-79. The goals, two captain's goals to Cripper, McKay with two, Martin with two, Doc, Kerno and Cottrell with one apiece. Disposals, Walshie on 33, Gav on 24, Newman on 23, Cher on 20, Hewitt and Marchbank also on 20. Uh, Matt, should we just talk about the first quarter of the match and then leave it there? <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good to me. Well, what a great quarter it was. That was uh, great. Uh, it was nice Go to come on. out of the box blocks firing. I felt like we had a lot of luck, but also I thought we played really well. It was just a really amazing combination of the ball falling our way. Uh, the boys were playing great footy, great pressure, using the ball fantastically, and, and we're hitting the scoreboard. And it was uh, looking yeah. really, really positive. Um, multiple, we didn't have any multiple goal scorers, so multiple multiple uh, people hitting in the scoreboard. And, um, yeah, it just looked like we are going to absolutely dominate them early on, and then obviously the tide changed. Well, we came out with such intent, and when Doherty kicked that goal, normally when Doc kicks a goal, <laughs> things are on. Harry was on song. Harry uh, was and we'll good. Come to him. He had a he had a really good match. Uh, and at quarter time, we just thought you couldn't have asked for a better start. You made a good point, though, Maddie. We were watching together. Um, often the team that's had you know the rest might take a moment to warm up into the game, given the Lions have played less footy in the last few weeks. So we knew they'd come. But I guess what disappointed us a little bit overall, obviously, we're super proud of the boys, but. We thought because we had that fast start, we'd always be in it, but yeah. it kind of didn't feel that way, did it? No, I didn't think we'd give up a big lead quickly, and even if we did give up a lead, I thought they normally the other team burns a few petrol tickets getting there and it means you can sort of fight with them to the end. So I thought when we had that nice big lead that we would be there or thereabouts at the end, so for them to sort of end up sort of breaking clear and end up getting there sort of reasonably comfortably was probably the most disappointing thing about it. Um, yeah. But, look, credit to them, they just – they won the contest all over the ground. They seemed to have the numbers. Um, they seemed to win the critical contest. And then when they did win at their ball, you seemed to be a lot better than ours. The few times we did manage to get the ball back and win a contest, we would often turn it over or just not quite execute. Uh, and we just struggled to really get on the scoreboard in this after after quarter time, really. Yeah, we really didn't. I think I saw something like since our, for a period they scored 53-9 to nine, uh, since our first Ooh. onslaught. Yeah. So they really great. dominated us and they were the better team. That said, we almost could have had a sniff in the last quarter. We didn't really deserve to, but no. there were moments I think TDK was going up for a mark when um, we'd kicked that sneaky late goal. I'm trying to think who, who had kicked it, but it looked like perhaps we were – Maybe if that goal had gone through a sniff, um, wasn't to be, you know, Chera had a set shot he missed as well, which he never normally misses. Cottrell missed Just one. Just little things. Yeah. Cottrell missed one that, you know, absolutely should have got. at the, You know, Cripper got that awful 50. There were just some moments that weren't going our way, and, and I wonder if we were a little bit spent. Uh, we, you know, came out with such intent, and obviously the, the boys really were keen on that ultimate goal with it being so close, but we'd... We've done a lot to get there, as you, as you said. We spent our, our tickets a little bit. Who knows? Yeah, and at the end of the season, look, every team's carrying their injuries and every team's sore, but there was no doubt that Cripper was obviously playing with injuries. We all know about Doc's, Doc and Aker's shoulders. Um, yeah. We had our boys on the park, but they weren't all 100%. So, I mean, every yeah, and I said, look, yeah, every team has their injuries, but just saying, like, it wasn't like we came in. Yeah, fresh. Yeah. We were yeah. bruised. I think for it shows... Um, for a team that hasn't played a lot of finals, it showed the importance of top four to us when you do totally, get to that point. The home final, especially for Egg with an in-state team, was was massive and um, the ability to give your players a week off and rest up and get cherry ripe for the next game, also really important. Huge. And, look, it's obviously doable. Yeah. The Doggies did it that one year, but it's the only time it's been done. You just have to have a real golden run of um, form and injuries for such a long 
period of time. It's just that's I think that's why it's so unlikely. So I think the goal going forward has got to be that top four. Give it, put ourselves in Brisbane's shoes next time. Yeah, exactly. And look how that, you know, expectations have changed already. We don't just want to make finals. We want to be in the top four and give ourselves a chance to be in the granny and, you know, go go one step further. Um, it, it, yeah, it, it just hurts because, it, you know, we've said it before, but it is the hope that kills you. And in that first quarter and in all the lead up, uh, it really looked like it was a possibility. This team just had a sense about it. It looked like it could have been <laughs> one of those Bulldogs runs. So it was heartbreaking. A few moments that I just thought I'd touch on with you quickly. Um, Blake Akers... <laughs> hair touching that ball basically mm. to get a score of you. What a funny final series with him having these millimetre moments oh. that save goals. I said during the game, if we sell it international rules, he'd be an absolute lock for the goalkeeper. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Ball never never gets past him without him touching it. Um, yeah, it, he's had an uncanny, knack, an uncanny knack of being in the right spot, right time, all final series. Yeah, absolutely. Um, another moment that we talked about but that was frustrating that I thought I might mention that no call of the double 50 on Sam Walsh when he ran and yeah. uh, obviously he instigated contact, but the player shouldn't have been there. I thought that was a pretty shocking non-call. Obviously we don't blame the umpires for the loss, but just an interesting point of discussion for the game. I know they, they generally put the whistle away in finals, but it's pretty black and white. It's a double 50. The whole idea is you're not allowed to prevent the guy from playing on at any point. And he literally was in the line. It wasn't like Sammy Walsh deviated off his line to run into him. Yeah. He was, he was right on his line and, and Sammy Walsh was able to run into the back of him. He was just making the point. Yeah, exactly. Um, so it's it's always double. I mean, you know, there's free kicks both ways, but that one in the, yeah, the Harry Mackay in the, in the back. Um, which one was yeah. the creeper one that you mentioned? Oh, the start of the second quarter oh, when giving he away. he's free and yeah. they gave him a 50. Yeah, because yeah, he was getting held and he thought it was his. Yep, I know. Just all these little moments, but gosh, we've got to be super proud of this team, don't we, Maddie? I mean, we both are. You can't. You can hold your head high as a Carlton supporter. You know, wear the beanie proudly around the neighbourhood, um, and hopefully, we're in a, a new era where we can. You know, we're not guaranteed anything next year, as the Prez said in his email today. But uh, the standards are, are set, and the boys have had finals experience prior to this year. You know, only a few on our list had from other clubs, and now we've got a finals campaign into them. It's pretty exciting for hopefully what it'll mean next year, even if bitterly disappointing this year. It is. And if you look at it in a whole over the last two years of Vossi's reign, we've seen uh, a decent amount of wins. It's nothing sort of, uh, no sort of crazy win streak. Well, we had that big win streak at the end, obviously, and the one at the start, but we haven't had a, a, a season of domination. But we've, as a supporter base, been able to see a lot, of, lot more wins than what we've usually been able to see. And uh, we, yeah. we always enjoy a fairly good crowd. We have special occasions. We get the first game of the year, which is always nice. But it was nice to have yeah. other games with packed crowds that had a bit more meaning to them than just kicking off the season or a bit of a traditional rivalry to have finals and totally. impact on the season. And, um, yeah, it's been fun. Uh, and it's just, been so fun. Being in the conversation in September, I'm normally sitting back watching other teams at this point. It's, oh. it's crazy to actually be in, in the race. It's such a great feeling. Carlton gear everywhere. I was out somewhere and I was wearing a Carlton yeah. baseball cap. I can't remember what I was yeah. doing, walking the dog or something like that, and some guy walked past and made some sort of sly comment like, oh, it's another person in Carlton gear out of the woodwork or something like that. And I felt like saying, nobody, <laughs> been there from the start. But I was like, just goes to show yeah, that exactly. everyone, everyone was out and about and pretty proud of the boys. 
Totally. Vossi, I think I've mentioned before, seems to live somewhere near me. So I've been putting myself and my little baby son in our carton attire every day, just hoping <laughs> to see him and proudly show off our gear. But we haven't had that run in yet. Doing six-hour um, walks around on, the neighbourhood. <laughs> yeah, sounding very creepy, aren't I? Before we move on from this game, Maddie, let's cast uh, – oh, wait, before we get to our boat, sorry, I'm jumping ahead. We'll do our boy and our whipping boy as we do every week, doing oh. it all in the first quarter. I didn't do. You a, haven't got a boy or a whipping boy. I didn't do a boy or a whipping boy. Do you want me to do one off the off the top of my head? Yeah, go off the top. You'll of have your to head. do yours. Is You'll have to do yours first. I'll go first. Yep. Uh, my boy, I'm just going to be consistent. I'm going to give it to Ollie Holland. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I, he had a surprisingly good final series. Oh, it was a bit of a doubter for him in finals, but he played well, didn't he? Yeah, he just gave it everything he had, and I love that about him. And he's been my boy all year, so I'm going to finish on that note and continue to. Uh, yeah, I just thought he came in with passion and um, had had a decent had a decent game. This said, I don't know about you, Maddie. I certainly haven't watched the replay because I'm too raw and I don't want to relive it. So this is just going from a first cut watch. But uh, <laughs> yeah, he's my boy. <laughs> Who are you going to pull out for yours? Uh, it's slightly bending the rules, but I'm going to go with Boyd. Um, just okay. back in the team and thought he played really well, and I was just really pleased to see him play a good game. Showed us what we've been missing out on. He was so unlucky to be Great dropped. Selection call. Yeah, yeah. No, he wasn't lucky. It was just bad timing. He wasn't even dropped, suspended, and then couldn't find his way back in. But I think uh, we can't doubt his inclusion on that. Maddie, you've uh, raised it, so we should touch on it. The selection. Your boy Kempy was dropped to make way for Boyd. I know. Um. And who else was dropped that was of interest? Um, oh, goodness you put me. me on the spot. They dropped. They dropped four. So it was. Always, obviously. Sorry, always is the other one I'm thinking of that was a bit more unexpected. Cunningham, we predicted, and. Uh, I'd have to have a look. I can't remember now. God, we're blanking. We're blanking. Anyway, so I, I think that the. What did you think of the decision to drop Kemp? That's the one I was surprised by. Kemp was a bit of a surprise. I look. It, I'd be more interested. To see, I never really heard anyone say why, but he was a bit vulnerable in some body work with the bigger players, and the Brisbane Lions run a smaller forward line. So I can see the logic. Just goes to show how far Marchbank's come, though. I think Marchbank essentially took Cam's oh, yeah. spot. Yeah. Yeah, no, he had a really solid game, didn't he? Um, and your whipping boy off the top of your head? Oh, I always just go for Pitto lately. He's my whipping boy. Yeah, I know. He's um, a perennial whipping boy. There you go. Although it'd be hard to Jesse Motlop. Well, I thought it applied good pressure. Was didn't have a great game, but I'll stick with I'll stick with Pitto, who was let's face it, didn't really do anything, did he? Well, Sauce has resigned, so hopefully we can do a bit more of a Sauce TDK <sighs> combo next year if Pitto hasn't rocked your world. My whipping boy is just a quick conversation point, uh, and it's a controversial one. Charlie Kerno. Yeah, I know. I thought about that. I did think about Charlie. Didn't really feature in the finals. What is going on there? Um, I don't know. Just was it because he was double ma- double teamed? I still expected him to have at least one game where he tore it apart. But uh, Harry was definitely the pick of of the Fords on the weekend, and we just. There's been a bit of criticism and I don't want him to be our overall whipping boy because the media have said, oh, there's no point being a good home and away player and not a good finals player. There could be a thousand reasons why he wasn't at his most dynamic, but I was surprised not to um, really see much at all from Charlie this final series. Yeah, he didn't even get targeted much. It makes me wonder if they'll, you know, gain him to play a bit more of a, he decided he wanted to play a more selfless game in finals. Maybe it didn't work for him though, but wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised. He is fairly, like the fact he kicks a lot of goals and wins the Coleman as an individual award. I think he's quite a team orientated player. Yeah. Um, yeah. So maybe he just got a bit carried away with the, with the team thing rather than just, 
You're a forward, mate. Go out, mark the ball and kick goals, maybe. I don't know. He just didn't give them the headache you thought he, I was hoping he would. No, look, May, I understand. Uh, May yeah. just oh, scrags him and holds him and just he just can't get – so it's just a bad matchup for him. May gets away with it and there's just doesn't doesn't seem to be, find a way past it. Um, mm. But I thought he would have done better this week, especially with Gardner on him. Uh, I thought that would have yeah. been a good week for yeah. him. And um, yeah. even against Sydney, uh, I thought he would have been a better, a better chance as well of – having a bit more of an impact. But, yeah, it wasn't a great series for Charlie. Oh, well, he's got a finals campaign under his belt. Hopefully uh, next year he tears it apart when we touch wood make the finals again and uh, hopefully in the top four. Votes for our finals MVP, Maddie. Who got yours this week? Maddie and I cast ten votes, can't give any one player more than five, and Maddie might, once we've both cast our votes, tell us who who took out the finals MVP. <laughs> yeah, I'll... I'll f- Tally him up and give us a winner. Uh, this week I went Walsh with the three. Um, he just had a yep. fantastic game, um, had a fantastic oh. final series, but another 33 touches, very well done. Phenomenal. Walshy. Uh, Marchbank I thought was fantastic. He held all yeah. his marks, really stood tall, um, one of the better one games. One of his best games. Yeah. Best yep. game for the club, potentially. Yeah, yeah really good. Um, and then I gave out a bunch of singles. Crips, Boyd which was my boy, but I bent the rules this week for the last part of the year. Newman, Harry and Gov for myself. Yeah. Yeah, great choices. Newman missed mine, but I think he's incredibly stiff. There were a few good players. Saad also missed mine. I want to give him a shout-out because I thought he was... He was really good, and Sadi was the person who pulled the boys in at the end, Maddie. For the chat, it wasn't Cripper. Did you hear that? No, I didn't see it actually. No, I didn't hear it either. Yeah, no, I've seen the clip, and it's actually Sadi giving that address at the very end when they've lost. So he's just become a, a serious leader at this club, and we love having him. But he didn't make my votes. I gave Walsh the three as well. Um, same reasons. What a series he's had. Uh, finals campaign, a player that's built for finals. There, um, Cripper, I gave two. I thought it was his best finals game. Um, was trying to wheel us across the line. Oh, is your face a disagreement with that? No, no, I'm just looking at stuff. <laughs> Telling <laughs> as we go. Gov, I gave two, two. I thought McGovern was really good on the weekend. And then I gave singles to Harry. Solid game from Harry. Really happy to see him slotting some goals. Marchbank, as you said, was excellent. And Boyd as well. Good stuff. So who won the finals MVP? I think it's not going to take a long time to guess. <laughs> No, you're correct. It's not going to be very hard to find out. I couldn't decide if I want to do that or a drum roll. Um, Walshy yeah. uh, was the runaway winner on 16 votes. Um, next closest was Acres with eight votes. And I found this a bit surprising, but Cripper snuck in for third spot with six votes. Oh, okay. Um, and just out of curiosity, those on four votes for the finals was Cherokots and TDK and three votes to March and Newey. And as we were talking about, Charlie didn't get a single vote from us for any of his games. Uh, in the final series, which I thought I sort of just had a glance through the guys that got votes, and because quite a lot of guys get votes, how many different players do we give votes to? Three, four, six, nine, twelve, fifteen players got votes in total, and uh, yeah, and Charlie was, didn't feature. Was not one of them, no. Yeah, see, very surprising. So you know, definitely room for improvement, even as our whole finals campaign, Maddie, um, and we might come to it, but. I actually don't feel like we played our best footy in September this year. No, um, yeah, we definitely peaked about three or four weeks ago. Yeah, so, you know, to still get this far with that being the case is pretty amazing. All right, should we – that's it for the season match recaps. What a season we've had. Should we jump into the next quarter and just quickly rip through the players and give them a pass for a fail? All right, we'll churn through this, Maddie. What Are we going to have a – you always need a medium one, I find, when we do pass or fail. You always ask for a – 
um, neutral or something. Yeah, yeah. Exciting. Remember well, acceptable last time? or something. Yeah, except that's a really boring tag for it. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll call it pass, fail, or acceptable. Um, and I just want you to give me your quick answers, all right? Yeah. And I don't know what order I've got these plays in, so we're just going to be spitfiring. Blake Akers. Pass. Absolutely. Um, do I do the whole squad? Squad, we've got Dominic Akui. <laughs> uh, they didn't play a game, don't worry about him. Yeah, I'll skip. Bins didn't play a game, but no, we'll but see him next year. he made VFL Team of the Year. Oh, shout out to Wheelie Bins, the so, favourite of the pod. One to keep an eye on next year. Yeah, that'll be exciting. Jordan Boyd. Um, ooh, I give him a pass because when he played, he played well. Yeah, absolutely. I'd say an easy pass. Did Jack Carroll play this year? I don't think so. Injury, right? Don't know if he go on the park either. Yeah, not sure. We'll skip him. Adam Chera. Uh, pass. Agreed. Chincotta. Pass. Maddie Cottrell. Pass. Lucky Cowan. Oh. Tough one. Uh, first year pass, but, yeah, I can see what you say. Probably acceptable. Acceptable to pass. I'd go acceptable for him. Yeah. 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 Paddy Cripps. Pass. Cunners. Uh, he really – he look, he surpassed my expectations, but I'd say it was acceptable. Yeah, I think he falls into the acceptable category. Um, he really went cold at the wrong time, didn't he? Yeah. <laughs> Getting dropped for finals. Charlie Kerno. Pass. Ed Kerno. Uh, acceptable. And shout out to Ed who's retiring. We love you. And he might be the one who turned our season around at a campfire in Torquay. <laughs> so thank you for that. Tom DeConning. Uh, I'll give him a pass. I thought he really started to show a bit of consistency towards the end of the season. Yeah, I thought he was great in finals, to be honest. I was excited by by what we saw at the back end of the year. Um, Sam Doherty, and before you answer, let's give him a shout-out. He just won the Jim Steins Community um, Award at the Brownlow, and he's all class, that man. So big shout-out to Doc. And he's seasoned, Matty? I would give him a pass, but it definitely wasn't – I think his season last year was better, but he was still good this year. Yeah. Uh, this will be an interesting one because he didn't get much opportunity, but when he did, what did you think of Paddy Dow? Uh, I'm just going to call him acceptable. Yeah, fair enough. I would agree with that assessment. Corey Durden? Mm, bit of a fail for, for Durds this year. He sort of started say, strong. We need someone to fail. <laughs> yeah, he started strong, got injured, never sort of got back in the team. Um, I think he'll still be a player, but, yeah, I don't think it was a bit of a missed opportunity for him this year. Yeah, I think so as well. Zach Fisher, rumours are he might not stay with us. What did you make of his year? Uh, look, the fact that he came back and found a spot's good for him, but he didn't really – I mean, how many games did he play? Like five games of the year? It's probably a fail really for someone of his it's age. It's got to be a fail. Yeah. Yeah, unfortunately. Although he did, you know, maybe push towards acceptable with the games he did make at the end of the year. Lockie Fogarty. Pass. I liked how Fogg was playing towards the end of the year. I thought he – so I keep saying towards the end of the year, but I guess that's when we hit form. But uh, Fogg was good, rotated through the midfield nicely and uh, – sort of filled one of those tough half-forward positions. I think at worst he'll be a good death player for a couple of years. I thought he was good on the weekend too. He had that one bad moment but generally did some nice things. Yep. Um, George, George Hewitt? Pa, I think he was acceptable this year. I don't think he really played that well this year, not like last year. Yep, fair enough. I think acceptable is probably fair. Um, Ollie Hollands? Pass. Yes, I agree. Josh Honey? Fail. Big fail. Brody Kemp. <laughs> Pass. Yep, with you on that. Maddie Kennedy. Acceptable. 
fail. Yeah, last year, he, last year he did so well, so I think acceptable is probably fair. Caleb Marchbank? Pass. There's definitely yeah, a recency yeah. bias going on here, but that's It's right. a recency bias for yeah. sure. Uh, I think he might have been more in the acceptable category. Jack Martin? Uh, acceptable. Pass. Nah, he wasn't that good this year, was he? He was always all right. I'd give Jack a pass for sure. <laughs> Mitch, Mitch McGovern? Uh, pass. Played, did he play every game? He played a lot of games. That's just a pass for Gov, isn't probably. it? Probably. <laughs> yeah, surely. Not getting injured. Harry? Acceptable? Yeah, weird year for Harry, hey? <laughs> yeah, yeah. He had some bad patches. <laughs> yeah, he's had, a, he's had a roller coaster. Let's hope for some more consistency, uh, solid consistency next year. Jesse Motlop? Uh, acceptable. I was hoping for bigger things from Mots this year. Yeah, yeah, I agree. He, he was acceptable. Nick Newman? Pass. Yep, I would agree with that for sure. This one's probably going to be what's going to be. Lockie O'Brien? Big fail, wasn't it? Yeah. I, I don't know how he's going to retain. Is he, his contract's up, isn't it? I don't know. I think he's got longer, doesn't he? I don't know off the top oh, of my head. We'll revisit preseason next year. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Matt Owies. Uh, acceptable. Yep, I think that's a fair assessment. <laughs> you, you, you thought about it. I did think about it. I had to toy with it, but yeah, I'll, I'll go with that. Uh, now your your whipping boy, Mark Pittenett. Acceptable. Acceptable. Okay. He, no there. He's a, for me. He's like a backup rock. So I mean, I, these, yeah, these passes and fails a bit like a. Um, I know boys and whipping boys, but it's based on sort of it's it, it, being judged against their own standards partly as well. Yeah, that's true. Uh, I think he played a game, so Lockie Plowman. It's a fail for him. Yeah, for sure. Adam Saad. Uh, I think it was a pass for Saadi this year. I think he had a good year. Yeah, not his All-Australian year of last year, but still solid. Soth? Oh, he had a strange year too, didn't he? I'd say acceptable. Yeah, like I he think was so. good, but I mean, he wasn't in the team in finals. He missed big chunks, but yeah, I think yeah, mm. we all love him. It's tough, but hopefully uh, he's re-signed and hopefully he can feature more and have a better run next year. Walshy pass, particularly uh, obviously the way he finished. Jacob Wiedering pass. Thought he bounced back nicely after about week four or five. He sure did. And then this one, we might be finishing on a low note. Lewis Young. Yeah, that ended up being a funny fail, didn't it? For a guy who was one of the talking points of last season to to pretty much fade off into ambiguity for the, for the back half of the season. Uh, yeah, we would have expected him to be, you know, in the team for a lot Sam, longer than he was in the end this year. Sam Durden was the the backup rather than Youngie for the for the finals. I saw that's that's a big statement, and I've got a name on this list which we should keep in mind. Who's hopefully coming back next year? Zach Williams. Hopefully he comes back. Yeah, that'd it. be nice. Wouldn't it? All right. Good one, Maddie. That's everyone. So I think that shows us uh, why we did better this year. A lot more passes than we've had in years gone by, I think. Yeah, we had a lot of guys who ended up having good years, uh, which I think explains why we hit finals. I think we are expecting to hit finals. It would have been disappointing if we didn't. We talked about that a lot throughout the season. Uh, a few guys dropped off in form and a few uh, sort of picked up. We just need everyone sort of you know, going at the right time of the year all together next year. Exactly. Well, speaking about what we expected, let's jump into the third quarter and see if our crystal ball predictions came true. 
All right. At the start of the year in our preseason pod, Maddie and I sat down with our crystal balls and predicted the year that could be. I don't think anyone could have predicted that we'd go from bottom four to finishing the year in the top four effectively. Um, but what did we predict, Maddie? Well, we didn't do too bad. So I'm going to yeah, take you through I what we predicted. Kind of what we talked about. So this is going to be fascinating. <laughs> yeah. And uh, we can talk about whether we got it right, wrong, or in between. So we started off pretty solid. Most goals this year, we both said it would be Charlie Kernow, and, and we were both right. So tick, lovely. Tick for that one. Interesting one. Who would be our most improved player? So you oh, threw out Tempe. TDK as an uh, <laughs> if only you'd said that, but you didn't. Uh, you threw out TDK as an option, um, and I said Motlop, with which you agreed. So TDK and Motlop were our predictions for most improved players. Mm. I thought both. I don't in- think that's right. <laughs> it's not. They definitely weren't our most improved. They both improved, but I mean, it's hard to go. I think the the story of the year was Kemp, wasn't it? I've got here Kemp, and I've also got Fogarty and Martin in the conversation. I thought I think Martin players had improved. Yeah, Martin's always had the high ceiling. Fog's not a bad option. Um, but Kemp was huge. Obviously. I think Kemp's got to be the pick, especially with the way he was playing too. He was playing very well. Yeah, he, he just got yeah. to get a bit more of a bit better body work. Um, that I'm sure he'll have a whole preseason to work on with Weeders and that down the back and learn learn the tricks of the trade. Yeah, exactly. He no, he was the revelation this year, and we didn't see that coming. Teddy K and Motlop had had moments though, and and really built into the year. So not terrible predictions. Um, who would win the Blue Pod BNF? Now let's refresh the listeners who actually won it. It was Charlie Kerno followed by Chera, and we were nowhere near it, Maddie. Um, <laughs> I picked Crips to back it up, and you said if it wasn't going to be Crips, but he was in your options, it would have to be him, Walsh, Wiedering, or Doherty, and you backed Doherty as the most likely of that bunch. Oh, okay. There you go. Um, no, we didn't really pick it, did we? We're a bit off on that one. We were a bit off. Uh, and even for our Smokey, we both had George Hewitt as our Smokey oh, to, really? to win it. Yeah, so no, he wasn't that close. Poor Chez didn't get a look in uh, after the river year he had. And Charlie, we predicted him to kick a bunch of goals, but we didn't pick him to win the BNF. So I thought that was interesting. That is. Um, recruit of the year. I thought this was interesting as well. We both said setting Blake Acres aside because that was obvious, and I'd say that's uh, come to fruition. From the best of the rest, and I'm going to give myself credit here, <laughs> you said it was going to be uh, Cowan, who would be a stalwart in the team, and I said no, that would be Ollie Hollands. Oh, okay. No, you, yeah. you definitely, Hollands definitely pipped uh, Cowan for the year. Uh... So I backed him early. But here's one that you got right, Maddie. We predicted who might have a form lapse and who we needed to watch. And tick, tick, tick to you, you said Young and Fisher were ones to watch. Oh, wow, that makes me look amazing. (laughs) Yeah, not bad, is it? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I said to watch on Fisher and Martin, so I get a half point maybe. But you're right on it. You predicted the Young downfall, didn't you? (laughs) I don't even remember doing it, but I'll give myself a pat on the back for sure. But then I'm going to take you down a peg ah. because I've written down a, I've written down a quote. It's it's a high and low. You said, my other concern is Kempi. He just can't lock no. down the spot. No, why would you do that? <laughs> He's not big enough for key positions and not small enough for other positions. So this is about him trying to find a spot and make him his own. I just don't know where well, we'd put him. Then you said, to be fair, his best chance is to play that third Tom McGovern intercepting role in defence. Yeah, I was about to say I was sort of on the around the mark there, saying you just need to lock down a spot, and he wasn't a key back or forward. So, but yeah, I can't believe I talked. Can't believe I talked down my boy. That's disappointing. Uh, lost faith there for a minute. It was a roller coaster. Um, so we all both did our predictions. Our big call for the year. Your big call was Sauce will get dropped and struggle to be in the team. 
Oh, not too bad. <laughs> I gave you a bit of heat for it because I thought it was rough, but uh, you're not too <laughs> he, far off it. He did get dropped and didn't get called in for finals and struggled to hold a spot in the team. So not too far off it. Uh, we'll probably give you a half point there. What do you think of mine? I said TDK would have a breakout year, including becoming a potent target up forward and kicking 30 goals. 30 goals? How many did he kick for the year? Probably only like 15 I tried or to look it up. I, I I couldn't quite find I think it's something like 19 or 20, so I wasn't too far behind. See if I can too far off it. look for you. Yeah, see but if you can find how much. He did become a bit more of a target up forward than he has been in previous years, definitely. I think he did have a pretty you know, near the back end anyway, a bit more of a breakout year. So not, I think half points for both of us there. Yep. I'm um, just looking at your and stats. Are they this year? They are this year. I'm going to find it for you. Oh, good. Tell me. I just tried to look at it quickly before and I uh, didn't know where to go. Oh, to give me his average. How many games did he play? He scored 0.5 goals a game. Oh, geez. Do the quick math, hey? I don't know how many games he played. Oh, he played 19. That can't be right. He can't kick nine and a half goals. No. I thought he kicked 19 goals. Let's just leave this. This is not a good listening That's for the yep. No, Anyway, either way. Yep. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Should have had that ready. Um, all right. So where do you think we'll finish this year, I asked you, Maddie, And yes. you said top four. we'll finish Fifth, and we'll be heartbroken that we missed the top four. Oh, <laughs> fifth. Yes. Uh, we weren't <laughs> well heartbroken done. to miss the top four, though, but fifth was a good pick. We were pretty happy to slide into finals in the end, we and were. I had us at fourth. So uh, we both had us thereabouts. I was a bit more optimistic. And can I say, when you and I halfway through the year did our Hail Mary, how on earth would we make finals, our predictions weren't too far off that either because somehow we uh, we won even more than we predicted in that run to get ourselves to fifth spot. Um, and then I asked you, at your most optimistic, what chance do you think we have at winning the flag? And you said, you know what? We're a sneaky chance to be there on grand final day, which we certainly were more than a sneaky chance. We were a, well, a game off it. Even a broken clock is right twice a day. Just this, you know, <laughs> persistent optimism had to pay off at some stage. Yeah, exactly. So I, I, I think we did okay, Maddie, with those predictions. As I went through them, uh, I was pretty happy with them. It's a bit better than I, I thought, to be honest. I like a few of those. We went miles off the mark with some of them, and, and some of them we surprisingly were, were pretty close. I think if we'd done these predictions at a halfway point during the year, they would have been far more dour. So <laughs> what a roller coaster this year was, seriously. You and I sat here halfway through the year when we were looking at the run home, trying to search for some optimism in the how on earth we're going to get through it, you know, and uh, what, was we it, ended up. Was it funny listening to us like when you went back and listened to it, listening to us yeah. before the season started and our hopes and dreams and the optimism and then knowing <sighs> how things panned out? It was the irony of it all. Exactly, exactly. And we were saying, you know, must make finals, you know, expecting this, expecting that. And uh, I think if uh, the second half of the season hadn't gone the way it had, it would have been a really depressing listen back. <laughs> but as it is, uh, it was a it was a good year, wasn't it, Maddie? Um so, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll come back next year and do some predictions and I think uh, hopefully we can be just as optimistic, if not more optimistic, off the back of this one. Yeah. Shall we do a final mailbag for the year, jump into the fourth quarter? Why not? All right, we put a call out for any final questions you had for the year and thank you so much to everyone, again, who's been part of the community that writes in with questions. We really appreciate it. You guys ask us some really good ones. Um, I'm glad that I have the role of reading them and getting Maddie to take first cut at the answers because mm-hmm. sometimes they are 
Very, very good questions. Um, if you're not following us yet, now is the time in the off-season. We won't spam you, but you'll know when we're back. It's the.bluepod on Instagram and the bluepod on X, formerly known as Twitter. I'll start with a couple from Instagram. Um, what's your Jessica Jeeves says, what's your theory on why Charlie was so quiet, minus that it was tied up in Ed leaving? I think that's an interesting oh. point. Maybe if Ed had played, that could have uh, – they seem to like playing together. I hadn't thought about poor old – Ed Lee, I wonder if that did – well, Ed did only kick the ball to Charlie, so that would definitely affect how many chances he gets. <laughs> Literally, exactly. I was thinking if Ed was out there, he would have managed to get Charlie involved a bit more, no doubt about it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, look, I don't know. I'm just going to – I'm going to – I'm going to hope that he's got two team orientated in finals as my, is going to be my sort of outlandish It's a real silver lining way to look at it. Um but yeah, either way, if it's if it's something to do with that, if it was that he was playing a selfless role, it can only go up for his final camp finals campaign. Flicker says thanks for being a big part of building the Blues community. Thank you, Flick. As we said, we really appreciate those comments. As Fullerton said, surely Cunningham and Marchbank get another one year deal, and I'd love to keep Dow as well. Look, we could do a whole pod on the movements, but. What do you think about those names, Maddie? Uh, yeah, I'd like to see. I wouldn't be disappointed if all three of those guys were at the club next year. I wouldn't be surprised if Dow, if he gets a good offer at a Melbourne club, maybe makes the switch just to try to get regular game time. But um, mm. I think we'll definitely see the other two next year. By the way, I couldn't help yeah, myself. I looked it up. Tom DeConning has kicked nine goals at seven this year. Oh, God, he has. I was way off it. What a shame. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, the 19 sounded a lot better. <laughs> that's, a, that's a scratch against my name, but at least we've uh, given the people an answer. Um, on X, maybe next year I'll stop saying formally known as Twitter, but for now I'll keep saying that. Um, Candor says, besides finishing top four and getting the double chance, um, how do we get there? What refining do we need? And I assume get there means to the flag. Yeah. Oh, look, I don't know if this is – It's uh, my worry with our team is I think we tick a lot of boxes. Our ball use breaks down a lot. We do some adventurous movement and mm. it, it's hard to know sometimes whether the player's in the right spot or the connection's not there between the kicker and the receiver. But that's an area that I see constantly slits us down, especially during finals. We took some adventurous sort of moves and – uh, I can sort of accept maybe a, a opposition player sliding in and getting in the way, but when you're kicking it over players' heads when you've got no yeah. pressure or missing open targets, it's just a killer. So I think that's that's a big one we need to tidy up. It's just some skill work. Um, mm. But other than that, I like I like our intensity. I like our, um, I like the way we've been playing. I think we tick a lot of other boxes. It's I can tested works good. Yeah, that would probably be the big one for me. And I don't think, as for once, as we're heading into this off-season, we have any gaping holes. Like, we've fixed that winger hole that we had last year. Yep. Perhaps we want a bit more depth um, for injuries if, if, they, if they come away. Although we've done a lot better this year with keeping players on the park. Um, but is there anywhere you think we should be targeting anything to, to top up with some depth, Maddie, for certain positions? Maybe even, this sounds silly, but do we want more... Fords. I know we've got Harry and Charlie, but do you want another big mm. – so I guess Soss fills that role sometimes. Didn't watch enough VFL to see how the, the big fellas in the VFL were doing. We've got, we've got Lemmy and O'Keefe as the talls in mm. the VFL. Uh, no idea how they went this year, to be honest with you, really. I watched a couple games, but not enough to get any sort of feel. I didn't really hear their names being thrown around too much. So hard to know if they, uh, how they did. Um, 
But you're right, that is a bit of an area. We do have a couple guys on the list, but if they aren't up to scratch, we definitely could do with another one of those. The Even the third tall, like the sauce position, the third tall forward is somewhere. We don't yeah. Really, yeah, we, I, I sort of agree. Once we sort of go past Charlie and Harry, it falls off pretty steeply. Um, it does. And the ruck situation, I guess, if we're looking at ways that we could refine, I feel like we still haven't quite found the perfect balance there. And if we can... That figure is, that out, it could help us leap forward. Definitely something going forward. Um, Tom's only going to be bigger and stronger next year. I think it's only a matter of time before he's he is the number one ruck, which essentially it it's it it would be really um, unfortunate for Tom and disappointing if he was being forced to play in his not his best position. If, he, if what I mean is if mm. he became should be our number one ruck, but we want to play two, so we play Pitto essentially as number one ruck, and then Tom has to play that forward ruck role Back up, yeah. on the other hand maybe tom will become a really good um hybrid player who plays really well forward and back and we've seen his set shot kicking was pretty good and um his marks deconings in the air as robbie williams said <laughs> took a few marks but you're right that is definitely one area of interest to to watch going forward Mark DT said, what is your biggest takeaway for the year? For me, it was finally playing the best players for the role slash position over just playing the best 22. For example, the days of Kennedy at halfback are gone. I think that's a really good point. <laughs> yeah, we did seem to be trying to squeeze all the midfielders into the team there for a little while, didn't we? Uh, we Weird had, spots, yeah. Yeah, and we ended up uh, – and also just availability I think made a bit of a difference. Um, Cunningham, Martin, Marchbank, all players that just haven't been available – um, all of a sudden they are yeah. available. So you, you have the option of using them rather than having to use stop gaps. I know yeah. the big takeaway for me was just us playing a game style that was a positive game style. Um, not that we were... For the second half of the year. <laughs> yeah, not that we did. The, the, the way we were going about early on, I know they talk about defense into offense and all the rest of it, but just the fact we were able to score, we had a system that looked modern, This the you know coming mm. forward to pressure the player, which every team does and it always looks really great. It's fun to watch because, um, you know, it's, you're, watching, you're excited watching a team on defense as well on offense, which is always nice. Yeah. Um, that was a, a big positive for me. There was nothing worse than just watching us sit back in our D50 and then slowly chip it back up the ground. Oh. That, was, that was horrible. That was depressing. I guess on a kind of similar, well, a different kind of note, but a big takeaway from the year for me was it was really good to see the whole club as they've gone on and on about stronger together, but unified through that volatile period where, you know, Carlton Levold might have put the pressure on Vossi. The president came out and supported him. Everyone stuck together. We've got Brian Cook at the top, and it did seem like the players really got behind him, and I think we've got a club now with a really, really clear leaders at the top. Everyone's behind Vossi, behind Cripps. You can see those relationships, and it was nice to see the club band together like that. So I feel like that's going to put us in really good stead, and that was a big takeaway for me from the year as well. I actually think that's a really good point, Tess, and uh, just sort of elaborate on your point. I think one of the big takeaways is the fact that we've probably got our coach for the next little while, something we kind of been looking yeah. for. We've, we've been testing coaches and – you know, every time a coach comes on, oh, we better make finals or you know, you've only got a year or two yeah. and if you don't perform, you're out. Well, I think a prelim performance buys Voss some time. So I think for once we can actually sit totally. back for at least a few years without having to worry about who's going to next coach us. Exactly, and that'll be great for the players and great for the club. So that's a huge takeaway from this year. Tim W says, felt we were below our very best, not just against Brisbane but for the last month or so, as, as we touched on. It was more heart than method that got us over the line. Did we peak a little too early? Or even if we played the way we did against Collingwood, it still was not quite good enough. Oh, we definitely peaked early, but we didn't really have a choice, did we? We had to make finals. So we didn't have the luxury of 
taking the foot off the the gas and and easing our way and uh, what do they call it when um, elite athletes taper? They taper off to, yeah, to hit their yeah. peak performance. We, have the, we didn't have that luxury of tapering in towards finals or anything like that. So you're damned if you do, damned if you don't. But I totally agree. I think we peaked around four weeks, four or five weeks early maybe. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it'll be good hopefully next year. Like you said, we had the run of wins last year at the start and then we dropped off. This year we did the opposite kind of a few wins, shocking middle and then came home strong. Bit of consistency throughout the year next year. Lovely. Wouldn't hurt anyone, would it? No. Um, Jeremy Cruz just made a comment. It feels like the club is finally on a path for sustainable success. No more rebuilds, please. Just top-ups. That would be lovely, wouldn't it? Yeah. Um, I was going to say, one thing that can't – with the draft coming up, one thing that can't be underestimated, having a list that's pretty settled and done all right, it'll be interesting to see what they go huge. for. You can, you can take some risks. You can go for those – guys that you'll never hear of ever again or that guy who comes straight into the team and becomes a hero. So I'll be fascinated to see what we do. Every year we've had to go the safe pick because we need the talent and we need the the guys on the yeah. field. So it's a free hit this year really. I'll tell you what I've enjoyed speaking of a weird and different experience in September. Normally at this point we're, you know, talking about who's been delisted and looking at the trades and that's what piques my interest from our club perspective. It's been nice to see other clubs doing that and thinking – you, you keep busy with that. We're still playing. <laughs> yeah. uh, Adrian Wong says, should we be happy or sad or both? Five goal lead in the prelim and we kept the opposition to 79 points, but we lost. But we finished in the top four this year. Nine in a row. That was great, but we never should have been in that position to start with. I guess I'm a bit of both, but overall I'm happy. So he's kind of canvassed. Keeping Brisbane to 79 points was pretty good. It's it just is. a shame that we, you know. Think Couldn't score ourselves, really. On one of those footy shows, talking on the couch or talking on the know, someone, Jonathan Brown and Gary Lyon and stuff. But I think I heard one of them rattle off a stat, something like uh, if you score between 70 and 80 is usually a winning score in finals and 60 to 70 you can win. Yeah, 60 to 70 you can win, but you have to keep the te- other team to an unusually low score. So both our wins had been... Um, scoring less than 70 points. I think we scored 60-something in both our wins. Um, yeah, okay. But normally like, it sort of changes from normally, you know, 100 points is sort of that winning score in, in the normal season. 80 points yeah. is like 100 in finals apparently. So if you were to yeah, translate this to a, to a normal season game, it was probably like 100 to 75. Yeah, no, that's a really good point, Maddie. And I guess in terms of are we happy, sad, or both, I think overall we've got to be happy with where, how far we've come this season, even though it's disappointing that we got so close yet so far. Oh, really happy. I didn't go in expecting to win. And um, like you mentioned at the start, there was the hope that gets you, that just the fact that we jumped out to a lead, so all of a sudden you had... Taunted us. <laughs> yeah, you couldn't help but start looking forward to next week. And, oh, did we register for those grand final tickets? Hey, we registered. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. <laughs> got, got babysitters lined up. We're good. <laughs> oh, dear. Uh, Dom in the den has shared a really beautiful photo of, I think, his son and Cripper six years ago, and he says, just this. This was six years ago. Our story has just started. Chapter one with an unlikely prelim. Chapter two, well, we still get to write that one, which is a... Nice way to put it. Paul Walsh says, the captain was physically spent and obviously playing injured by preliminary final day. He was up against fresh legs and it was a bridge too far, but when he had opportunities, the two goals, they were captain's moments. Crips will lead a highly motivated team in 24. Yeah, and uh, like we're talking about when you get in the luxury of being able to pick random draft picks, it'll be fascinating to see how Crips... Um, goes forward in his career from here. He's got his brown low, the team's successful. I'll be fascinated to see how he sees his role, whether he's uh, – mm. I, I don't think we're going to see a high-possession cripper probably much again unless the injuries were really hampering, but I wouldn't be surprised if he becomes like a 
20 touches, 10 clearances and goal, one goal a game sort of, you know, that that might be his new benchmark rather than trying to get the 30, 30 touches yeah. every week. But yeah, just, just something to well, keep it's a, an eye it's on. Well, it's a good side for our t- a sign for our team when he doesn't need to do that. Um, we've got a thank you on here, Maddie, which we might even finish on that note from someone. I uh, can pull it back up. But basically th- saying thank you so much for all the content this year. Um, and... Uh, it's been an absolute pleasure doing this one, Maddie, hasn't it? I, I don't think uh, we would have been pretty happy taking a prelim and not too far off a grand final when we started it, even though we optimistically predicted that. If someone had said that was going to happen, we would have been stoked. Yeah, we would have been. Um, yeah, always bittersweet. I mean, you always want to win the granny, but good year. Good to go to the G. Good to see finals. Good to see some wins. Yeah, exactly. Hopefully next year an even better year ahead. Thank you to everyone who's listened this this year. As we said, we've had a we've had a big jump and we're really grateful for it. So please uh, hit subscribe wherever you're listening and jump back on board. We'll be back next year in the preseason to make some more optimistic predictions, hopefully for another big year ahead for the flaggers in 24. Yeah, tune in early <laughs> to get the the lowdown on what will happen for the rest of the season. We're super accurate. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And thank you, Maddie. Maddie's been juggling uh, work promotions, a baby, and all sorts of things to make it happen. So, you know, oh, as Maddie said. This, you too. And, and likewise, I've had my things, but we love doing it together. It's been good fun doing it with you, Maddie. Good to have another one in the books. Yep. Thank you for listening, everybody. Go Blues, we'll be back next year. And uh, let's go the Lions on the weekend. (laughs) And big call test. Are we going out on the club song or are we going out on the intro? I thought the intro was rock solid. I think we need it one more time. Right, we'll go out on that one. All right, we'll see you guys all next year. See you next year. Bye.